All right. Welcome, everybody, to episode 15 of Three Birds and a Punt. I am one of your co-hosts. My name is Afia. I am joined with my friend Whip. Say hey. Hey, what up, y'all? All right. John couldn't be with us tonight. He's running a little late. Hopefully, he'll join in uh, later on. The title of today's show is called What the Fuck? Because uh, <laughs> we 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 got some sincere questions about what's going on with our with our favorite team. So please hit that subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter at Three Birds and a Punt. Um, please follow us on all your uh, platforms for for podcasts. We really do appreciate all the support we've been getting from from the the fans. All right, all right. With let me let's just jump right into it, okay? Because there's just been so much speculation and and innuendo, reports, leaks. I want to know. What the fuck is taking so long with Trayton Carson Wentz? What do you think is going on there? Well, um, according to a lot of Twitter GMs of the Philadelphia Eagles, is that Carson Wentz is blocking it now. <laughs> okay, see, I haven't been, I haven't been yeah. seeing anything recent because I've been um, doing some educational things today. So, so you're saying today the new scuttlebutt is is Carson doesn't want to yeah. be traded? Well, no, no, no. They, he's well, like I said, according to the Twitter GMs, you know, mm-hmm. um, Manny Moe and Jack out there in the world, <laughs> that basically uh, Carson is so-called blocking it. Now, here's the thing. This is why I call bullshit on that because yeah. he has no trade clause on his uh, contract. Absolutely. Um, and another thing is basically saying that Carson probably told his agent, you know, to let Chicago know that I don't know why y'all going to trade the Eagles a first-round pick because I don't want to play there. And even if I do play there, I'm going to opt out. That's what they saying. Uh, but I think I said and and I say it again, it's bullshit. So yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it don't make the, any the, sense. And you know what? The more time goes on, the more I feel like we're entering silly season with this whole process, yeah. and which which is extremely frustrating to me as a fan because it just goes into the entire perception of the Eagles being being a mess, which is which is another topic we'll we'll talk about later in the show. Mm-hmm. But but it it, it kind of coincides with this Carson Wentz situation, right? Seven days ago, over a week ago, during, during the Super Bowl, they were saying so breathlessly that Carson was getting traded in the coming days. It's an imminent thing. It's done deal. He's not coming back. He doesn't want to play here. And then, of course, subsequent to all those um, relevations, now you have all these reports that Carson is a bad teammate. Carson is a lo- not a locker room guy. Carson doesn't take responsibility for his actions. Carson doesn't want to... Carson isn't accountable and so he doesn't want to play anymore because he's upset he got benched. All of those things now come out to sully Carson's reputation with the Philly fan base and make it more palatable for him to be traded. Yeah. Yet at the same time, the same reports that you're that you're leaking to the fan base, you guess what? Everybody else can read, bitch. Reading is <laughs> fundamental. So so now the trade market has soured because they're reading the same articles we're reading and we're saying, do we really want a player like that on our team? So well here, here here's the funny thing to 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 piggyback off of that. You haven't heard from Carson Wentz. Exactly. Nobody did. So it, it it's crazy how these reports is coming out from other sources that's not the main source. Absolutely. You get what I'm saying? Listen, I do. You gotta be out your mind if you don't think Jeffrey Lurie don't know what's going on. 
Okay. Oh, all right. He knows what's going on. Okay. Oh, absolutely. I just, I just don't think he's in a mind to to care, right? Yeah. Because I think that Howie has sold him on a on a vision for this new iteration of the team, a vision we haven't heard from yet, right? The fans Correct. don't know what direction the team is going in, but he has sold. Um, um, Jeff Laurie on a vision. And that's, I think, what's taken so long for this trade to happen is because he sold, he sold Laurie. Listen, you don't want to take a $33 million cap charge, but Carson doesn't want to play for us anymore, right? That's what he's telling the boss. Correct. So I'm going to make sure that I get the best uh, worth we can get out of a player that doesn't want to play for us anymore. Except he, he stepped on his own hell with this thing right he has created a perception that that Carson is a is is a malcontent that he doesn't like to to be a team person he's not a team player he's not a team guy nobody wants that to be the leader of their football organization nobody wants that to be their franchise player so how can you um try to get two round two first round picks for a player that from all intents and purposes, isn't like that's that's very interesting that you touched on that. Let me ask you a question: Do you think that some of these GMs on other teams, or you know, out of the teams that needs um, a franchise quarterback like Wentz, do you think that some of the players or people who play for Wentz possibly let these guys know that Wentz is probably problematic a little bit in the sense? You know what I mean? Because it, it does make sense because all of a sudden when when the Stafford deal went down, you know, with golf and the Rams and all of them, you know, you you seen the crazy deal that uh they got. You know, right. they got two number ones and all that other type shit. And me and you both know that uh golf is don't even come close to um right. and wins. Now it, it, it kind of boggles my mind that from you know, from the reports that I'm hearing that you know, no team is willing to give the Eagles a one. I, I find that kind of, you know, not true. I, 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 don't, right. I don't believe in that because I know what this man done in 2017 and he is the reason why the Eagles got their first Super Bowl. So right. my question to you is, do you believe that some of the higher ups in the Philadelphia organization, whether they there now or they was there, in the, you know, in the past, you think that they probably leaked out some negative information on Carson? See, and the thing is, is that I don't think that they had to, right? I, I think that unfortunately, from the moment this this divorce was imminent, it was always going to be the Eagles posturing to the rest of the media, and the media taking it at face value, right? You because 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 here here's what you have from the the Eagles standpoint: if this talent is a premier talent and for all intents and purposes is, you know, he, he has some faults, but there's nothing imminently, you know, bad about him. Mm -hmm. But if I make this likable guy and I trade this likable guy, I'm going to get buried in the Philly media, right? Whether mm -hmm. he had a bad season or not, as long as he's a good guy. If I can vilify this guy, if I can make it seem like he's selfish, I can make it seem like we have no choice but to trade him. Right, mm -hmm. that he's pushing our hand, he's forcing our hand to trade him. He doesn't want to be here anymore. Then, then that makes it so. Because you saw how the fan base turned on 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 Carson. Oh yeah, not, not in the sense of yeah, most definitely. Not not in, even in the sense of his play, but in the sense of wanting him traded. Oh yeah, right. Indeed. It went from it went from 
oh my gosh, why are we trading this asset to? Oh, I don't want this guy on my team. If he doesn't want to be here, he then he can get the fuck out. Indeed, indeed. You see what I'm saying? So, so I think that if if the 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 notice of Carson had had always been out there and always been like that, they wouldn't have wanted to put such a high price on his on his trade worthiness in the first place. You're not putting two first round draft picks on somebody that the entire league knows is is a buck. Do, you, you feel me? Yeah. Do you think Do you think Carson is hurting his value by not talking? I don't know. I honestly, at this particular point in time, mm-hmm. I think the less he says, the better it is because he has become such a lightning rod for so many polarizing opinions. And you can't really see your way true to the truth. You know, like it's not a hundred percent that Carson's all bad and it's not a hundred percent that, that, that Howie Roseman's all bad, you know, and, and vice versa. They're not all good. I think the truth is somewhere in the middle. I really honestly think that the Eagles created a monster of their own making and now it's swallowing them whole. That's dumbass Howie Roseman fault. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely it's Howie Roseman. This is his team. This is his innovation. Every part of this team has his fingerprints on it. Yet he never has accountability. Man, I, I just wish says that somebody I ain't gonna say somebody. I wish fucking Beetlejuice just grow a pair of man and you'd be like, yo, you gotta go, bro. Like, right, I wish like, you would fire this. Because, yeah. and, and and what's kind of crazy to me is, you can see it in the way that this trade has taken so long. You yeah. can clearly have the yeah. parameters of the deal. The deal is that you can get two for, and, and it sounds like maybe Chicago was offering more, but it sounds like the deal is two um, second round picks, possibly a player, uh, a third round pick, a fourth round pick, and if you add in one more player, we'll bump it up to a first. That seems to be the the contours of, of well, any type of deal. Well, well, now that you say that, because you know, because from before our conversation, I wasn't feeling the two twos, but if they right. want to add like uh, uh, a Zach Ertz to it, I'll take those two twos and a one. Yeah, most right. definitely. Yeah, no exactly. Question. You know? So so I'm so I'm right. So to me, what I'm what I'm getting from these informations and getting from these these things is the it isn't so much a as an evaluation of Carson. It's an evaluation of the market, and it's an evaluation of 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 how we roll. Yeah, I was about to say that because maybe and, and, maybe because right. maybe because of his reputation alone, people don't want to fuck with him. Exactly. If you're recognizing the people that he used to do deals with, yeah. the people that he used to yeah. snow, they're not in the league. Yeah, they, don't, they don't fuck with him no more. <laughs> the, the, all the people that he could he could get the wall over, yeah. they're not around anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So, so now you're having GMs who are football-minded guys. They understand value. They understand market. They understand the importance of draft picks. Right? They understand the importance of premium draft picks. And they're not going to deviate from the who's prone to to emotional fits of fancy and and doesn't follow his board. They're going to be settled well, and set and follow their board. Oh shit. You are you already seen what the Vikings think of the right. Eagles after after that fucker didn't pick Justin Correct. Jefferson and they laughed Correct. at us. Oh man. Oh yeah, they was like, "Oh man, this open season where how we grow." Right, he's a we can get so, anything we want out of this guy. Yeah. So Exactly. So it's like now people people look at this organization as a fucking exactly. Dick, exactly. You get it's, what I'm saying? So because so check this out. I, I can almost guarantee you. I can almost guarantee you 100 percent that Frank Frank Wright and the coach know the value of Carson mm-hmm. Wentz. They know that that motherfucker is worth two two. I mean two ones. I mean if you really right, want, but they, really but want they to also know they don't have to pay it. 
Exactly because of who who's doing exactly. the business. Exactly. They know they know saying? that the Eagles are in a loose loose situation. What what exactly. you have already soured the entire fan base. You salted the earth of the entire fan base okay. around Carson. You have no choice but to trade this man. So now, because of your ineptitude and your leakage and your inability to to run a a, 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 a competent organization, you're now probably selling him for pennies on the on the dollar to what he would. But, that, but you know what? That short that that short change us the yeah. fans though. That short change us. And, that, and 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 let me tell you something. If that happens to go down, if we wind up getting just like the third pick for Carson Wentz, I'm gonna be fucking pissed, right. bro. Like I'm, I'm, I'm to the point to where we watched this man trade all the way up to get Carson Wentz years ago. This man led us to a Super Bowl, and now all of a sudden, because you got a riff, because you know your penis was hard to draft Jalen fucking yep. hurts because you you sexually wanted right. You <laughs> thought it was the next right. Russell Wilson, yeah. and you were yeah. so you wanted Russell Wilson so bad, and all of a sudden now. You know, you 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 told the world that you know we're not going to miss out on the next Russell uh, right. Wilson. So that that probably fucked with Carson as Absolutely. well. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. it does. And this is and this is the thing that 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 I keep coming back to with with all these 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 issues is that they're 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 indicative of a poorly run organization with no with yes. no long term vision and no long term um, continuity, right? Because mm-hmm. because what you have here is you put all these resources into your franchise QB, you sign them to a an, a, a a massive contract, right, a hundred million dollars guarantee, and then you traded his would be replacement, and three weeks into the season, you wanted him to be starting. Like to yeah. me, that just shows, <laughs> right? It just it just shows you that that you're that you are. Um, swayed with the times that you don't have any foundation that you don't have anything that anchors you as a, as, or, as or, a foundation for football or yeah, yeah I was about to say that because I mean technically he's not a football guy exactly Okay, and and, and he's so he's supposed to be this number with right supposed right. cat wizard but okay. we haven't seen it exactly haven't seen it yeah, I haven't seen it because guess what? You bring it, bringing Jason Peters back and everybody else. You know, I, I haven't seen the magic of so-called Weezer Roseman that everybody is so uh, hype about. Right. Him, so. No, and that, and that just takes us into our next topic, right? Because because this this Eagles this trade of Carson has become a debacle, a doom boggle, and it, we're probably not going to get what we thought we we should have gotten for for him. Had they had a first round pick on the table, Carson would be traded already. You know, at Yo, the yeah, bare minimum, definitely. they're trying to hold out for that, and I think that's going to cost them a lot in the in the end. Um, and that goes back to our next topic. This this organization is a mess, and it, and it mm-hmm. really, to to me and to my opinion, it starts with. I, I just wrote an article on this today. If y'all like what you're hearing, please check that out on uh, according to Afia.com. That the, that Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie have engineered a a talent dream of this team. Yeah, and did. since Howie Roseman has been in a personnel position, he, he, he got here in 2008, became, went over to the personnel department in 2010, and since then has really sort of ingratiated himself as, as Jeffy Lurie's right-hand man to the point that he's not just GM, he's CEO of football operations. That basically means that there's not one thing in this organization that Howie Roseman doesn't have some say in. 
<laughs> yeah, well, you well you knew it was going to be fucked up when they hired uh, Seriani, and Seriani in his press conference basically told you that how we still got control of the fifty three man roster. Correct. Like, are you serious, yo? And he was not sure if he had control of the game day roster. Yeah, like, bro, if you don't know, you don't have it. Yeah, and that's, and that, like like listen, who does that, yo? <laughs> I mean, we know Jerry Jones does that, but that's mm-hmm. Jerry Jones. You know, he yeah, owns the team. And yeah, he owns the team. Howie right. Roseman don't own the team. Right. Okay. But, right. You I, I, I don't right. know. Yeah, I, I I don't get it, man. I don't I don't think I'll, I'll I'll ever get it or understand Lori's chain of thinking to allow this man to dictate, you know, the every day of your team. Because right. here's the thing: I can sit there and see if you if you kept a Joe Douglas or 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 or, or uh, some. Uh, or wh- whoever that's a, 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 a reliable football mind. You right. get what I'm saying? Right. That that knows what they're doing. Howie Roseman has no clue of what he's doing to run a football team. For God's sakes, he done he done drafted JJ Orsega Westside over DK Metcalf. You mm-hmm. draft you draft the most sensitive Twitter personality and Jalen Rager over right. Justin Jefferson. It's like right. and, on, and supposedly you spent all these resources into the the uh 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 or curmudgeon at quarterback. Yeah. Right? He's yeah. not a likable guy, apparently. Yeah. So, so it's just it just goes into a a a pattern of of just a very average to mediocre or mediocre to average uh roster building that that Howie Roseman has has engineered. Like if you really think about it, in his time as as GM or or CEO of football operations, we've only had a double digit win season three times. Correct. Okay. Two years with Chip, right? I don't count the years with Andy because Andy was in control. So yep. so those years don't necessarily count, even though he was he was GM. So you got you got two years with Chip, but really maybe just one year because they have we were power struggling, and those were mostly um uh Andy's players. And then you get one year with Doug, where we made it to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Out of out of twenty years with this organization, ten years in in a personnel position role, and he only had a double digit season and, three times. And you're you you remember what I told you before? Sex tape, right? <laughs> so, see, see, so, see, I keep I know we we we, we joke about the <laughs> sex tape, the illegitimate child, something going they, on. They, they, maybe it's a cult. Maybe he's got maybe he's got blackmail on him. We we do we, we we discuss what. Does how we have on Jeff Lurie because how can somebody look at the results of these of the last decade yeah. compared to yeah. the previous decade? Yeah. yeah. Right? So, and think that those are equal results. So, so so listen, remember I told you that every GM in the National Football League got their air to the ground. Regardless of yeah. what motherfuckers tell you that they don't listen to the radio, they don't watch TV. That's that's BS. That's bullshit. Everybody listens, especially in your city that your team represents, okay? So, right. I am pretty sure that Jeffrey Lurie, he gets up in the morning, eat his breakfast, drink his coffee, and I'm pretty sure the first thing he cut on is uh, Good Morning NFL or whatever. He cuts on something. And mm-hmm. you can't tell me that that man do not see every sports analyst, NFL analyst, talking shit about Howie Rosen. That can, you can't tell me that don't affect him. But you know what? You know what I you know what I think we you know what I've noticed? What's that? Is that they don't talk about Howie Roseman in negative terms. If you if you watch the NFL network, nah, some of they them never do. sell they never sell Howie in a bad light. If you watch mm-hmm. even ESPN, they're never really selling Howie in a bad light. Which, the only media rep, uh that is 
giving the truth to Howie Roseman is our local media. And Jeffrey Lurie does not give a fuck about what the local no, media is. No, what's the what's the guy named that uh no, that, no, I agree with you to to a point, but Lewis Reddick be dicking his ass. Okay, yes, you're right. That's one. But guess what? They have personal animosity between them. I, so you know Jeff Lurie can chalk it up to old Sour Grapes. Yeah, he fired but, this guy, and he still has Sour Grapes about being fired. But it, 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 got, it has to be something that, that makes that man realize that this team is not the popular team it used to be. This is not the Super Bowl season. For some apparent reason, Beetlejuice still has it in his mind that he's on top of the world. Yeah, he rides. He rides on the coattails oh, yes. of Andy Reid's success. Yeah. Andy Reid has not been in this organization in like six or seven years or yeah, something like that, right? It's almost almost eight, nine years or whatever. Yeah. Right? We yeah. haven't had any type of sustained sustained success from the Andy Reid era since two thousand and four. <laughs> yeah, man. That's okay. Crazy. Yet he still rides on the fumes. He literally gets up and sniffs the fumes of back-to-back NFC championship yeah, wins. Yeah, I, and, oh, my gosh, we won this. And, look, we won this. He, he wakes up on those fumes. Well, and it clouds his vision to what needs to and, be done. And that's, and that's why last year was the death of us. Okay? Yeah. The, look look at the record. You then, then you go out here and fire the wrong fucking coach. Yeah. <laughs> and you did. Because well, Doug ain't to deserved be fair, that shit. To be fair, in, in, in hindsight, we're saying we shouldn't have fired Doug. But I you mean, really did need to, yeah, to re- you, maybe fire Doug. But you know, but you know what though? They could have revamped that. They could have brought yeah. an offensive coordinator in there and let him do the play calling. You get but, from But that's the thing, Doug didn't want that. I know. That's why I, I, you're right. I agree. But I'm saying, like, you you made Doug a scapegoat. He, they really right. did. Okay. Yes, they did. Absolutely, right. they did. And, and Absolutely, they and that's did. what I'm saying. As they always do. There's always a scapegoat. There's always a fall guy. There's always a pansy. Oh yeah, I, and you know what? I'm waiting for the book to come out from Doug because I'm pretty sure after his contract is up because he's getting paid five million not to say shit. Correct. Basically, so after that's done, you know damn well he going he going to spill the grapes, yo. I can't wait. No, Doug's not. The, if anybody was going to spill the grapes, it would have been Chip. Doug's not. I don't feel like Doug's the type. Nah, he's think, such a he's such a nice but, guy. Yeah, but, but you know what though? But they but they snaked him though, yo. They snaked him. No, you're right. They, you're right. They, you're he, right. He, 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 let me tell you something. I don't give a fuck how nice you are when you took a team who has never sniffed a Super Bowl in their fucking franchise life. Okay. And you win them a Super Bowl, you have every right to tell your side of the story. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You get. I, I don't. I want to hear what Doug has to say because I know that he. Because that's what the that's what Philly does. Yes. I really have noticed this recently, which is which is which is the the reason why this organization is a mess. There's no accountability. None at all. You, you have you have a bunch of collaborators, right? right? And every time you ask them, okay, cool, who decided this? Who decided that? Well. It was a, it was a collaborative approach. We made up. We we had a bunch of discussions. It was very uh, uh integrative and, and diverse and blah blah blah. They never tell you yeah. who made the decision. Yep. Now I made the decision. Yeah. I told and, and, and if I and if it. and if you do come out with it, you're fired. Exactly. And so what I've noticed is, and this is what they seem to in recent years been hiring coaches for, is to just be yes, the front person. Yep. You don't really actually do anything to to change the outcome in their mind the coach does nothing to change the outcome of the season if we're winning but but when we're losing we need him out in front 
to be the fall and, guy, and, and, to and, be the bad guy. And this is where, and this is where I pray to God, man. And, and me and you have, we had numerous conversations about this. I pray to God that Sirianni is not a yes man, yo. Right. Oh my God, because you know we don't know shit about this guy. But what no. I do know, I like, I like, I like his style so far. I like what he bring. I, I, I love, I love his sense of humor when it comes to football. If that make any sense to you, I I do agree. And okay. you know what? In the in the, I've only seen one press conference, one um, uh, team uh, uh, team website interview, mm-hmm. and then I I kind of heard a little bit of what he said on the radio. So, but from all intents and purposes, he seems like a grinder. Yeah, right? exactly. He seems like a that a guy that's gonna be in the in the the office late at night grinding through tape and in a, a pure football, which I which I which I really do enjoy and I really do love. Mm-hmm. But if he cannot, and we talked about this before, the problem with the Eagles is that how he likes to step over into coaching but will not allow the coaching to step over into personnel. Well, and, and I agree with that. But here now, there is hope. <laughs> I know that's a crazy word to use when you're talking Weasel Roseman, okay? There is hope, though, okay? What's your hope? The hope is that he allowed or Lori allowed Sirianni to bring his own coaching staff in here. Okay, we ain't have to worry about a fucking defensive coordinator being hired before the head right. coach. He brought right. his own staff in here. Right. Okay, and another thing, this just happened probably an hour or two ago. Um, the Eagles just picked up the defensive back. I forgot his name. He was on waivers, and guess what team he was? He he came from. He he got released, or I, I guess he opted out from the Giants. But guess what team he came from before the Giants? The Colts. Exactly. Okay. All right. So it, it goes back to what I'm saying that it seems though it seems as though that Sirianni is calling who he wants to come in to help him lead this team. Yeah. And you know, you know, but this this is a honeymoon period. And Indeed. I've noticed that that I tends agree. to happen a lot with, with how <laughs> yeah, I, agree, I agree with that too. Who who's I think Zach Zach Burns. Yeah. Zach Burns had a couple <laughs> of good articles with the with the athletic recently, right? Yeah. Where he where he brought up this interesting point, and I think that this is this is this has some 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 salient, some credence to it, which is that how he's good at building things. He's not good at maintaining things. I agree. You, you right, know, right. so when he has to, when he has to make the moves to to tear it down and kind of start fresh, he's always able to see it with with good eyes. But then when it comes time to making sure that the the maintenance of that roster still maintains its its caliber, it maintains its edge, he completely drops the ball and he becomes enamored with his own choices. I agree. I agree. I agree. And so <laughs> when I when I see that, I and I look at that, I say to myself, okay, look, for year one. We maybe get some some goodwill, right? We'll we'll get some goodwill, some collaborative uh, communication happening for, from year one. Year one seems always to be a good year. Year two is where there sometimes seems to be uh, uh, cracks and gaps and, and issues, right? Mm-hmm. Because after that first year, Howie and and, and and Roseman, I mean Howie and Lori have had a chance to. See what the coach has done and see if they they like it. Or they or do they do they do they meet their standards basically? Exactly. And so when that, after that, then they'll go and instead of looking to themselves and saying, "Well, what can I do better to support the coach?" They say to myself, "How can we make the coach fit into our vision of the team?" And, and that's backwards, though, yo. That's that's so Absolutely. fucking backwards. Absolutely. And and the worst part of is they they lie to our faces and say they do it 
the first way, right? They say they always want to try to support coach. Everything to support coach. We're always looking for how yeah. we can support coach. But it's not true. Yeah, and well, the actions reflect it. Well, Doug can tell you that shit is a fucking lie. Absolutely, Doug will yeah. tell you that shit is a fucking lie. Yeah. And Carson will tell you that shit is a fucking lie. And that's why, allegedly, Carson wants out. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you're right. But like you said, allegedly, because we, we haven't heard from the guy. You know, right. but no, we have. you know, I, and, I, I'm gonna I'm be honest with you though. You know, you you already know my stance on it. I've never been a Carson Wentz fan like that, but I mm-hmm. do respect him. Okay, because he he he's a tough dude. He is mentally not yeah. so tough, but physically he that shit. I, I give yeah. it to him. Here, yeah. here, here's the thing. Whatever is going on down there at the Novacare Complex, and, and if you're going to trade the guy, fucking do it, man. Right. Just just get it over with because us as Eagle fans. And, and 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 people, you know, who report um, the Eagles, such as ourselves, at you know, at Three Birds in the Print podcast, we get tired of hearing it, yo. Yes, you know. Yes, what I mean? we'll talk about. I want to talk about other things. Yes, I want to be able to go into all of our teams. Yes, we can't because all the oxygen has been sucked up with Carson. Correct. Like for me, recently, I've taken into some of you guys, fans, audience of the shows have known. I started doing this whole clubhouse thing, trying to engage with more fans, get into more topics, be more interactive with with audiences. And yet, all we can do is talk about Carson. <laughs> That's it. Every time I turn on the clubhouse, all we do is talk about Carson, what we feel about Carson, if we like him, if we hate him, if we think he's good, if we think he's bad. Honestly, I love the guy, but I'm stuck in sitting here and yeah, it's, it's yeah, and it's crazy. And 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 look, let's 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 keep it real, man. Uh, I'm a I'm a I'm a fair guy. I don't think it's right that the city of Philadelphia is dogging this man like that without him even yeah. saying shit. Okay, yeah. you you make this man a villain when a real villain is named Weasel Roseman. Okay, yep. nobody is like I don't see nobody dogging Howie Roseman like they killing women. Exactly, and, and, and that's my problem. And and that's what bothers me. Like I said, I, I never really been a fan of Carson Wentz. You know, like my partner will tell you, my co-host will tell you. I don't get down with him. But one thing I can tell you, I respect the kid. And I, and I just think that the Eagles organization as a whole should be held accountable for what the fuck is going on. Because it's, it's their and, fault. Absolutely. And yet, and yet we blame Carson. Correct. We're blaming the player for wanting a better situation for himself when he feels like he's in a toxic environment when we really should be saying to the to the organization as a whole how have you continually cultivated a a unstable quarterback position yeah just think about it just yep. think about it since Howie Roseman has taken over we have not had stability for multiple seasons in the quarterback in the quarterback uh uh position and that maybe that's why in his head we're a QB factory because he can't keep one. I don't I swear to God yo I, let me let me tell you something right now all right <laughs> God God is my witness I wish you could see me right now my head is down and I'm rubbing my forehead I swear on my life man if I hear with the sixth pick in the 2021 NFL draft the Philadelphia Eagles select a quarterback, I'm going to fucking blow my fucking shit, yo. <laughs> like, I, I, no, I can't, I honestly can't wait because oh I, God, a, a part of me, I, I'm, I'm not going to hold you, 20% of me, 20% of me expects us to take a quarterback. Don't say that, please, yo. Don't I'm say serious. that. Don't say that. Just because, don't, just because of how the Eagles don't, work, don't how they that. run, 
and I could see the owner getting sold into mm. a Justin Fields, don't, don't a Zach Wilson, no. even a fucking Trey Lance. But, but like, look, look, you know, that's just like that's just like everybody right now. Is talking about drafting Cal Pitts from Oregon. We don't right. need no fucking tight end. Right. We don't need right. the, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is why Weasel Roseman, and yes, ladies and gentlemen, I call him Weasel Roseman. His name ain't even Howie to me no more. Okay. Here's the thing. As long as Weasel Roseman do not handle this Carson Wentz situation, guess what? Wentz is still a part of this fucking team. I don't yeah. want to hear about drafting another fucking quarterback when you just drafted uh, Hurts when you shouldn't even have to draft him because you had Carson in the first place and that's what started this whole fucking bullshit. Right. Okay? You draft another quarterback and now that the golden boy that you pissed off probably don't want to play for this team no more because we don't right. know because he's not talking. So you want right. to tell me right now that you got the sixth pick in a draft, okay, where you done fucked up all the other picks from wide receivers to defensive ends and all the shit that you fucked up. I swear on my life, <laughs> okay? I swear on my life. If that man convince Sirianni and them that they going to draft a quarterback, you will see me on your local news. I will be the man that will be on uh, Good Morning NFL. <laughs> you will see me. I I, I am the, I, I will be Negro Domus, <laughs> okay? With a cake on, I will set that bitch aflame. And I'm not holding back when I say that shit. I, I love it. I love it. And I, But you know what, though? That's really what we need. Well, what I've been really seeing and what I've been really noticing is we're so quick to blame the coach. We're so quick to blame the players. But we're not really quick to blame the GM who brings in all of these ingredients to the table. He's the only one buying the ingredients. He's honestly the one making the food with the ingredients. But then we, all, we blame the people who put it on the table. Man, listen. Okay? And so, so, so... So I, I think that as a fan base, we need to be put in pressure where it belongs. And and this to me, in a certain sense, in a in a short term, I'm I as a as and I've said this before, right? As a as a fan in the in the short term, I am I am saddened that 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 we've gotten here into this place, that we're in another quarterback drama or another player drama with 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 team and and, 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 a, and a person, a player. Um, and I hate that it's gone to this to the point that you're basically saying this this player doesn't want to be here. So it's like, all right, sayonara, like kick rocks if you don't want to be here. But when I look at it from a business perspective or I look at it from a larger perspective, it's a good thing that Carson is getting traded or wants to leave because it puts all the spotlight and the onus on Howie Rose. I, I, there is I agree. no more. Uh, fall guys, there are no more scapegoats. You're right. It is only Howie Roseman's team. So, so here's the question of the night, and and I've been wanting to ask you this because I know how you feel about number eleven. Mm-hmm. How do you feel that your quarterback that you love dearly may not be here no more, yo? Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not even gonna lie. I'm not even gonna lie. I've had to go through my stages of grief. If you guys know what the five stages of grief are, okay, <laughs> it's anger, it's depression, it's bargaining, and it's back to anger, and then it's acceptance. Oh, okay. 
Okay, so I have gone through the stages of grief. And, and if you follow me on Twitter, uh, according to Afia, you may have seen me me working out my feelings about this issue. I'm always tweeting about the Eagles. Um, so definitely follow me for, for good content on there. Um, I, I've come to the realization that, that there cannot be any more fruit from this Eagle Carson marriage. They're just, they're just can't. Okay. The toxic ingredient is Howie Roseman. That yeah. until that is gone, and you see it in the tweets, you see it in the the people that that are close to like like this guy on Twitter. His name's like Rob Malietti, right? He's that sort of Christian yeah, reporter yeah, yeah. that has been around. I think that when you see his tweets, you can kind of take that with some grain of truth to it because he's probably talking to people that are talking to Carson because he's a he's a Christian guy, right? Yeah. Carson's a Christian guy. If you notice from the tweets that he sent and from the articles that he sent, right, I'm looking at it now. You talking about Rob Motti. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Rob Motti, right? Yeah, you look yeah. at the stuff that he says and the stuff that he wrote, you can tell that it's not about the team and it's not about the city. It's about Howie Roseman. I agree. I agree. He, you you can't you can't, you can't even bring Carson he, he, back and, there. And, and, and here's the thing, it's because because Carson Wentz is a person that 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 takes people at their word, and he was told certain things by Howie Roseman and Jeff Lord yep. and Doug Peterson about his place and his position and his importance to the team, <coughs> and yet their actions directly contradict everything that they told him. So of course I'm not going to trust a liar. Yeah, you're right. You he listen. Even if they had a conversation today, he can't come back here. It's mm-hmm. tainted. It's mm-hmm. it's already tainted. It's like correct. You got Justin Justin Hurts, uh, Jalen Hurts. My bad. Jalen Hurts has taken wide receivers to Texas to practice. Correct, correct. Like, like, you can't you and and that is the whole that's the whole perception. And it's the same thing that drew that 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 was dragging Carson down when he when when Nick took over for him. Correct. And now it's the exact same. And yeah. and whether you or not you consider it a leadership thing, which is which you could say is a personnel. A personality trait that Carson is missing, like maybe he doesn't have it in him to be the dynamic leader of franchise quarterback needs to be. We we really can't tell, but I can say that the Eagles did not give him a fair chance because they've always stepped on his on his toes. Yep, and 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 it's sad to see this taking place during this time because as Eagle right. as Eagle fans. We be looking forward to the draft right now. We, right, we'll be right. talking about who we want to pick and you know who we want to pick up in free agency. But no, right. thanks to no, we, we stuck. We're stuck with we're stuck in drama. Yeah, it's because the Weasel Rose, man, we can't even have happy thoughts. Exactly. You know, we can't and and we can't talk about what's going on with the team because uh, we're stuck on the people, the players. Uh, and speaking, right? and speak, and speaking the team, and 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 just like you have, yeah, yeah, you know, your love for Wentz. Me personally, I am a Earth guy, and I'm mm-hmm. gonna miss that guy, man. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. like, like, can you even phantom that you won't have 86 on your team next year? No, and you can't even talk about that because ain't that crazy? Takes up so much damn yeah. time. It's like it's crazy. And here, here's the thing that fucks with me, real quick, and not not to jump off topic, but I just want to say something. You you reward Jason Peters, who hasn't done shit in a long mm-hmm. ass time, who hasn't mm-hmm. played in the Super Bowl. Okay, you you gave this guy money. You brought back people that shouldn't have. Uh, you brought back uh, Vinny Curry. You gave Brandon Graham extra money. I mean, who just started taking off? You're like, I ain't gonna even go there with his ass. But you know, <laughs> you get what I'm saying. But yes, I do. You, you I gonna hear tell you. me that you won't even 
think about paying the guy who won you the fucking Super Bowl? You had you had this man cry and go back to the field and sit on the bench for an hour or two, reminiscing yeah. that him and his wife may have to leave the city of Philadelphia that he yeah. put his heart and soul into. You 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 can't even keep Zach Ertz here. But yeah, here's the funny thing, and not to shit on Brent Selleck because I love him. You kept Brent Selleck here his whole career. Absolutely. You telling me you can't keep the guy who won you your first title here, man? Yeah, game winning, game winning. Yeah, I, 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 listen. And not only that, but not that, only that, that was my he's friend. a throw-in. Yes. Like he, he is, he is the franchise leader in in tight end yes. this and the third on our team, and he's a throw-in to a Carson Wentz. Yes, and and and, and that's fucking sad, yo. That's fucked up. Like, and, and, up. He, don't, he doesn't deserve this. Yeah, that's because what I'm I saying. Know, There's no respect with, with fucking Weasel Roseman. There's right. not. And, this, like, like, how can you treat somebody like that? And that's and that's and and that's why, from a human to human standpoint, I don't begrudge Carson for if he's wanting to get out for wanting to get out. Because human to human, you're not gonna let your employer disrespect you any old type of way either. Correct. Correct. Right? Rather or not, I don't and, and and this is the thing that kind of bothers me a lot is what I see on social media is people are like, well, we pay him all this money. Yeah. We're giving him Fuck all that this money. money. Fuck that money. Of, it's like, bro, you know that's not always about money. Has Carson ever shown himself to be a person that's about the money? That man's a human being with feelings. Exactly. Like you out here talking about, oh well, the hundred dollars, hundred million dollars should come from him. Bro, it's never been about uh, the money for Carson. Uh, Carson went and took a deal when he didn't have to because he it's not about the money. It's about your word. It's about sincerity. It's about being a, a you know, um well accountable. Correct. Correct. And that's all the things that, that Philly can't do. Philly can toss money around like nobody's business. We we gave um Nasim da, not uh, uh Asuma, Namdita, Asuma a bunch of money. We yep. gave Michael Vick a bunch of money. We get, we can give motherfuckers but, a bunch of money. That was, that was even crazy. Check this out. You ever thought about this though? How we shit on the ones that he shouldn't shit on? You let Malcolm exactly. walk. You let, That's you, my point. You let That's Malcolm walk. How the fuck do you let Malcolm Jenkins leave? That's my point. With same thing with Brian Dawes. Yes. Like how? How? Well, no, no. That was Joe Banner. Joe Banner right, did right, that but shit. It's the same yeah, mentality. I, you're right. You're it's right. The same mentality. I, I agree with you 100. Think about this. Malcolm Jenkins came out about a month and a half ago, whatever it was, and told you his side of the story. Absolutely. Okay. And he said it wasn't about the money. Yeah, it's, it's about the respect. Correct. So, with that being said, even that asshole who used to play for the Eagles for like two minutes, who came from Dallas, what's that little fucker name? Uh, 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 uh Scott. Yeah, even he came out and called Howie a weasel. Absolutely. All right. So, but he said it's not. It's about the respect. Correct. So, if if I'm Zach Ertz right now, it, listen, listen, you gotta know. Zach and Carson is like, man, fuck Howie Rosen. Yep. You, you know they talking because they like good Absolutely. friends. Absolutely. I know they Absolutely. like, man, listen, we're going to take our talents to Indianapolis and do the damn thing. And that, and that breaks my fucking heart to see a this team, man. It does. It does. It's it's a, and, and, but, but that just goes to show you that this team will not be able to reach any heights of, of excellency while Howie Roseman is running yep. the show. And I agree. It just, it just won't. And I'm sorry, you could, you could, you could, the same way that y'all hang your hat on the 2017 season as, as a showcase that Howie Roseman could, could do something. Well, 
why can't I do that with Carson? <laughs> yes. You tell us Carson can never get back to 2017 because 2020 was so bad, but yet you somehow think Howie Roseman can get back to 2017 when he's had nine years of mediocrity and only one year where he was able well, to do something special. I, I hope Beetlejuice threatened his fucking job. I so I, Because remember, that, that press conference he had, he said, we have to hit on, on the sixth pick. We have no right. choice. So right. you never hear, hear Howie Roseman talk like that unless he was fucking forced to see Yeah, but, like but here's the thing. What, that was when Doug Peterson was still there. True, but... We haven't heard from true, Howie you, since you, Doug Peterson was king. You're right. So but, we don't know. But remember, remember, when when he had his press conference, Howie was like, "Listen, you know, I love my job, but I can't control it." You get what I'm saying? You yeah. you would never hear Howie talk that way if he was that fucking confident. He wouldn't have sat here and said, "We have to hit at the sixth pick." Like I said, yeah. this asshole seeing everybody that fucking uh, made fun of him for not drafting Justin Jefferson and passing up right. DK Metcalf. Everybody, right. all the other 31 teams laughed at him. So, and I'm pretty sure Beetlejuice got in his ass. Like, dude, you have, this is your last chance and your last chance only. If this man can fire his best friend and a childhood friend in Joe Banner, I can almost guarantee you that he told uh, Weasel Roseman, he gave him a hell of an ultimatum. I'm pretty sure of it. See, I think you're looking at it the wrong way with, I think that um, Jeffrey Lurie is, um, Manipulative, like manipulative, right? Oh yeah, he's, indeed. He's a, he's a, he's a soft he's a soft spoken guy, a soft hearted guy, a very much a guy that likes to be comfortable. And I really think what ended up happening was Howie Roseman was able to to infect him, and that's what made him doubt Joe Banner, right? So unless unless. Lori is in a position to be embarrassed or humiliated by Howie Roseman and or have someone come in and do the same thing with Howie Roseman with, uh, that Howie Roseman did. I, I just, I don't know. I, it's, it's hard for me. I just, I just know that um, um, if this team has any type of uh, temporary success, Howie Roseman will so I, I, But I can almost guarantee you. Now, I, I agree with you. I agree with what you just said. It makes a lot of hell of sense. It makes a lot of sense. But you have to know, Lori seen the Vikings laughing at him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And, and and like you you, you said, we, we watched Lori up in the press box when the games was on. He always looked mad now. Okay. Right. He was pissed off. The report said he was a whole year. Yeah, he Absolutely. was pissed. Well, he didn't come to Cleveland because he because uh, something like he didn't like the way that they played. I am yeah, pretty sure that he got in his ass regardless of how he makes him feel this is still a million dollar team to him he makes a lot of bread from these fucking guys man that this is his only job he don't he Correct. don't do anything else but produce movies yeah yeah but he don't even really do that one's no a bad. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen some of the movies that he produces but they're not that great no no fuck no hell no so, okay so, I've, I've watched them no it, it ain't good he really only has Was this it? Philadelphia Eagles team yeah and that's all he got so and if he wants to keep that and keep this fan base Changes need to be made. Yeah, and in my in my mind, in my estimation, and, and we, I know we have to go into another topic. We we kind of spent some time going going on this, but that's because it's, it's such a huge issue that's that's constricting our ability to 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 flourish as a team. Um, you know, in 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 my mind, Howie Roseman cannot withstand another three to four win season, especially if fans are allowed back in the stands and they're screaming and they're booing and they're in their Frothing at the mouth and, and, and anger. And you know that 
that's where we are. We're not satisfied. We're not happy. There's nothing that the Eagles have done this offseason that we're pleased about. Yeah. Right? Outside of maybe hiring Doug, but, but even firing Doug is, is a mixed bag of emotions for people. I, so so I just think that if if we can get a season, um, I know everybody says it's rebuilding, we're retooling, but Jeffrey Lurie wants results. He does not want to be another four-win team, even in a rebuilding year. So so I think that if, if, if we go four wins again, and he looks around and he goes, okay, well, I changed the culture staff, I changed the QB, I, I changed every element of the team except One the person. GM. Yep. And I tell you what, I hate to say this and, and, and excuse me, Laura, for saying it, but I'm pretty sure Howie Roseman is thanking COVID right now because if it yep. wasn't for the COVID pandemic, that motherfucker probably been 86 out this door. Absolutely. Absolutely. You get what I'm saying? Absolutely. The, them, that fan base would have been booing the shit out of them with glory in that stadium. Oh, man. It would have been he couldn't he couldn't sustain it. Yeah. And 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 because of the fan base higher, it would have made it all the way up to the national level, which is what I really think needs to happen for change to to be brought, right? Yeah. Is that we talk about it in the, the local media, we talk about it on our podcast, we, we tweet about it on Twitter, but it never reaches national significance. Until it until we can hear Mike Garafello, Ian Rappaport, and all the motherfuckers at Good Morning Football. Right, talking about how the, the the fans hate their GM. Oh, they can't stand how we hear, man. Right, the, uh, Lori won't Lori won't look up. So sorry, let's let's talk about something a little bit more <laughs> pleasant. Right, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired of talking about that fucking guy. He's he's such a he's such a mensch. It's just it's just a terrible terrible uh, state of affairs. And I don't mean to mean it in a in a nothing to do with any type of. Jewish heritage at all. I'm just saying, like, I don't like the guy. Yeah, he's okay? an asshole, man. He's, he's just a real asshole. So, so let's get into uh, right. some of these decision coaching hires. All right, I want to I want to talk a little bit. We'll spend like five ten minutes talking about um, how you feel about some of these these new hires on the team. I thought it was interesting that what's this guy's name? Brian Johnson is the QB coach, right? Yeah, he, he's yeah. a black QB coach. I'm excited about that. Our our special teams head coach is a black. Uh, coach, I'm very excited about that. Um, our running back is is and our assistant head coaches is African American. I'm really really excited about that. I think they're gonna bring uh, a different type of feeling and dynamicism to to the team. How do you how do you feel? Well, 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 well. One, I, I love everything that Sirianni has done so far. You know, bringing in his own coaching staff. But mm-hmm. I, I, what's the other guy that just left who used to be with the Eagles for at least about pop pop probably a week before they even Day by yeah. well here's the thing man like yo you the sucker for that bro yeah <laughs> all right but um so far I, I like it I'm, I'm glad that he also just hired the uh the new defensive back uh Denard Wilson he used mm-hmm. to be with the Jets um he's he's the the Jets ex uh passing coordinator pass, passing game coordinator so we're gonna see so far I like it I, I just right. hope that these guys can grab the attention of these players because we got some knuckleheads on this team. Yeah, okay. we definitely do. All right, we so, definitely got some some guys on these team that are unfocused and ain't really all about football. Correct. And and here's a, here's another thing. I I really really hope that Sirianni allows Booby to be Booby. Mm. Okay. I want to see the ball ran. I want to see yeah. these wide receivers. 
catch the ball. You know, yeah. I, I, here's 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 the most important. I want to see him catch it in space. Correct. That's what, That's I, what I was about to say. I yeah. want to see these corners turn their fucking head before mm-hmm. the ball get to a receiver and either yeah. intercept the ball or deflect the ball. Something got to give. I want to see that. I want to see change with the change of this new regime. Right. You know what? I'm, I'm actually really excited because I think our defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon, I'm really excited to see what, what type of uh, identity he's going to put on the defense because we've been stuck in this fucking wide nine oh, bullshit since, since Andy Reid was, was finishing up his tenure yeah. here. And I'm tired of that. Yeah, shit. I'm tired. Okay. I want to see, I want to see ball hawking. I want to see dynamic players. I, like, like our defense was not exciting. It was just there right it didn't do anything special i want to see a defense that you know this defense is hungry they gonna come and eat you're getting a takeaway at least once or twice a game like like you could tell that that jim schwartz didn't emphasize takeaways i mean if you got one it was fine but if you didn't look look what he did with slay he ain't let slay be slay exactly how did how does slay who's a prolific Intercept throws the ball. Not yet one. <laughs> yes. Not one interception last year. That's corny, man. That's 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 corny. At, at the end of the day, I just want to see what type of defensive scheme they coming out in. Like, is yeah. it, it are, are they playing four three? Is it three four? You know, I, I want to know what they're doing. I mean, yeah. I, I I really want to know. Is it a four six defense? I, I, yeah. Tell us. I want to. I want them to stop trying to make safety's linebackers. Yeah, how about okay? that, man. And just draft for your position. Yes. <laughs> okay? Yes. I'm tired of that shit. Yes. I'm tired of these developmental guys taking two, three years to ever contribute on the field. We don't have that type of time. Yeah, I agree. So listen, real quick, with the last segment of episode 15, I have to ask you, who do the Eagles draft with the sixth pick? Oh, that's a great question. Okay. So we're going to just go right into our last yep. segment of the day. Let's just jump into it. Okay. I'm, I'm going to give you two two scenarios. Okay. Go ahead. I'm going to give you my dream scenario, and I'm going to give you the likely scenario. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay? Go ahead. Because I know, I know, I know what a rat fucker how he is. Okay. My dream scenario is that we take an impact wide receiver yes. or an impact quarterback. I'm yes. talking about. Devontae Chase yes. or um, Devontae Smith, excuse me, Jamar Chase or um, what's the guy, Patrick Sertan. I would be happy with one of those three picks, okay? I love it. I love it. One of those three players, I would be satisfied. All right, so here's... here's... What, what will likely happen, mm-hmm. okay, what will likely happen is if we do not take a quarterback, we're probably taking an offensive lineman. I hate to say it. I hate to say it. It, it pains me. It kills me to even speak those words out there. But... I, I, at this point in time, I know how Howie moves. I agree. So, let me give you my last, my, you know, let me end it off with this. My picks. Um, my dream pick would be Devontae Smith, wide receiver with the sixth pick. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? Who I would love on his team is Michael Parson, linebacker, <laughs> and Steve. Uh-huh. Now, I already know. Don't tell me. Yeah, we got Weezer Roseman running the show. And and when's the last time we drafted a linebacker in the first round? It's, it's been a long, long decades time. <laughs> decades, bro. Yo, have wait, wait, hasn't it been? Wasn't what? When was fucking Trot drafted? What year? I think what what year was Trot drafted? 
I don't know, but was did he come in? Was he was he signaling? No, I don't, as a, I don't think he was. I, you know what? I don't. I, I think he came I, in I as a DE. I, but either because way, because my numbers say we haven't drafted a linebacker since the seventies. God damn! <laughs> in the first round, in the first wow. round, we haven't drafted a linebacker in the first round. Wow, that's ridiculous, yo. So, so I'm I'm talking about I'm talking about before uh, Lori began ownership of this team. That's how yeah, that was. That was Norman Bremen. Exactly. So, so, so I'm just, I'm just saying in terms and and knowing how I see the the league moving to six defensive backs and less linebackers on the field, I, I just don't see that them taking. Right. Even though I, I can understand why we would need it because we do need a thumper, we do need an impact player. I can see them saying we can get somebody impactful in the, in the third or fourth round. Hey, we can dream, right? We can. There you go. We can we can dream we have an actual football minded GM, okay, who actually knows how to have impact players who can make an impact on the field. Instead of this guy Howie who likes to draft developmental guys that he likes to draft based off of um supposed potential rather than, you know, actual results. He like I what I've really kind of noticed from him is um he will he will draft on potential, he will draft on like ceiling. He will, he, but he won't draft on athletic capabilities. He won't draft on impact. He won't draft on um, um, success at the collegiate level. Yeah. You know, well, um, I agree. Well, real quick, let me hit you with something that's going to, you know, mess your mind up before we end this um, episode 15, real quick. Um, <laughs> uh, NFL's own Daniel Jeremiah, you know, the reporter. Mm-hmm. And uh fantasy football guy, whoever the fuck he is, he got his own podcast. He good dude, good uh Yeah, he used to scalp us. Yeah, he used to, exactly. Well, this is gonna fuck your mind up real quick. So I figure yeah. I'll tell you this because I know we we passed our time, but he Daniel Jeremiah has you ready for this, yo? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he has the Cowboys drafting Patrick Sartain. Really? Yep, with the tenth pick. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, I think they they need a cornerback. They clearly need they clearly need more help on the he, defensive side of the ball than the offensive side. The only of the ball. way they get him if they if they draft up, they gonna have to move up. You think? I know so. I, it all depends. Honestly, it all depends on what ends up happening with these with these quarterbacks. You have three, maybe four quarterbacks who could go off in go go off the boards in the top ten. So every quarterback that goes off the board pushes down well, all these other skills positions. True, but or or they can go out here and just sign um um AJ Boye that the uh, goes yeah. release. That that may be a move that they might look into. They could. I, I, what I what I would like to see even from us, like if we don't get Patrick Sertan, I'd like to see us pick up Xavier Rhodes. You yeah. know, but I don't I don't really see us shelling out the money. I think they can get him for the simple fact because you know because because of the coaching staff that's here, you know right. he he's real familiarized with this with this defense. So hopefully that may be an option for uh, right. Sirianni to do. But they got to free up cap space for that to happen. Right. Well, uh, we know what's going to be happening with the cap space if if Carson's gone and Zach's gone right. and and Alshon Jeffries is gone. Deshaun and, Jackson. Um, what's the what's the guy's name? Malik Jackson Deshaun is gone. Jackson. D. Jackson's yep. gone. Yep. 
you know, that will that will kind of put us underneath the cap relatively quickly, really soon. I, the, the cap of all the things that that bother me about the team, I've never really taken the cap that seriously. It's it's a real thing, but it's not a real thing. I'm, I'm of the belief that you can always move things around. It's never as bad as you might think it is. Um, it's just about how are we going to internalize that pain as a team? You know, and and, I, and what I've seen again is that uh, Howie Roseman makes a lot of redundant picks, right? He, he 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 drafted a redundant quarterback and ruined the position. He drafted. I'm sorry, I like Dallas Gallard, but he was redundant. He drafted him redundantly, and then that destroyed the tight end position. Yep. Okay. Yep. <laughs> um, he, he 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 does that, and and so it creates log jams that end up becoming problems. When he created a, a log jam at the left tackle position too, right? That's a whole mess now. Well, okay, um, because of because of his his bad drafting skills. So so I just think that when we when we look at the draft, we, we have 10, maybe 12, 13 picks upcoming. Um, we have a lot of needs, and and well, this is his last chance. This is last rodeo. Last rodeo. All right, y'all. This has been episode 15 of Three Birds and a Pun. Please, if you like what you're hearing, subscribe to our our Twitter um, at Three Birds and a Pun. Please subscribe to the podcast on all your social media platforms, Spotify, Apple, Anchor. Um, we really do appreciate your support. You can also follow me personally. My name is Afia. I'm at According to Afia on Twitter. Uh, with, let them know where they can find And you. y'all know I keep changing my name, but I'm I'm done. <laughs> Are you ready? I'm, I'm done. I, yo, I love his name. I actually picked it myself. So here's a short story tour because I know we got to go. My sister didn't like the, the other name. She didn't like the letter <laughs> human. And, and I did. But my sister was like, yo, this stands out. So to follow me on Twitter now, you can follow me at Black Fly Jedi. Uh, yeah, I like that. Black Fly Jedi. <laughs> That's, all right, you black. No, you needed to change your name to Negro. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, well. Look, I don't know if you've seen it, but uh, we 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 getting where we need to be. So you'll be calling me that soon. So get ready. I will. I see. I see those numbers improving yeah, every indeed. day. So so definitely, please share this pod with with all your friends and family. We appreciate the support. We out here just trying to grow our brand, grow our content, our content, and um, do something different. That's right. All right, so this has been episode 15. Let's get the fuck out of here. Uh, let's say goodbye. Go birds. Go birds.